That's right. It's a PHNX Suns after dark. Your Phoenix Suns win 112-100 over the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy, hoy. Joining me as always is the GM, the man, the myth, the legend. The cantankerous one. Salty Saul Bookman. How are you, Saul? What's going on, Espo? I'm feeling a hell of a lot better than I felt at halftime. Yeah, that was a little, uh, that was rough. I mean, for a 12-point win, that that was rough. That felt like a night on Bourbon Street. Yeah, except we weren't in anywhere near New Orleans. So oh. uh, and you can't really say a night out on Central or on 3rd Street because outside of game nights, nobody is ever around there. So A night out on Van Buren Street? I don't know. Damn, it's, son. It's rough. Yo. It's rough. Yo, it's hard out here but, in these streets. Uh, Shane, uh do you have do you have the graphic, uh, Shane Diefenbach, the man behind the Mac, oh, the graphic I'm that I start that off I the show to? right off the bat, right? Where are we going? Where are oh we going? yeah, yeah, we. You going let me the, know when that's ready. We're going. We're going. And we'll let the people know. We're going to the promised land, baby. Look, look one. There's only one, one place. There's and only we want one place. All the it's drinks. It's time to go. Let's go. Kaminsky Cup. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to look at that, right? That's Frank's face there in the cove in the graphic that you're watching it on uh, on the YouTube stream. That's right. Frank. Oh, you tank. mean like the water line? Yeah, the water oh, line. Shit. I didn't face. even notice that. And That's dope. You got the cove sign. You got the statue of Frank and you got his face in the cove. That is classic, it is. dude. It is. Shout out to Arnold, our graphics wizard, who came up with that for us tonight and there is a good reason that we're showing you that because frank kaminsky was a plus 18 on the night had 17 points four steals three assists three rebounds you'd love my man frank people laugh that i kept my uh, uh that i kept my property in kaminsky cove oh but it's paying off yeah i thought you were gonna sell that bitch so nah, uh, it was underwater for a while but it, it's back baby it was it was gone during the playoffs but it, somehow it has reemerged. Like the missing missing city of Atlantis. Atlantis. There we go. There we go. Saul got there. I was Saul. Like, hey, sometime the gerbil's in there, but he's got some <laughs> broken legs. So it just takes a little while to spin that wheel. Look, on a night where coming into it, it, it seemed like with DA out, that was going to be a problematic spot at center for the Suns. And it was. I, it in was the first, it? In the first half, it definitely was. I, Frank played all right. I oh, mean, yeah, Frank was fine, first, but JaVale was not. Know, some, somebody brought out the paddles, and JaVale, for as bad as he looked in that first half, JaVale finished with 18 points on 7 of 10 shooting and 5 rebounds. He did have the four turnovers, which is why he looked so bad in that first half. I mean, but, the Suns had like 14 in the first half total. You know what's amazing, though? JaVale was a minus 6 still with that stat Because that's how bad he was. <laughs> He's a freaking roller coaster. Yeah. Well, hey, do we have the drink? Oh, let's, oh, let's belly up to the bar. Yeah, let's go. Let's go Let's go get a drink at Frank's Badass Brew tonight. Nice job by Frank, the tank. We might as well just go ahead and do, do the threesome right here. What? What? Yeah, I'm not doing a threesome with you and because, Frank because he's the the king of the game, is he oh, not? Oh, oh, that's what you're oh, referring yeah, to. Yeah, so Our we got the code kings. graphic. We got the you know we got the brew, and now he is definitely the king of the game. Frank did his thing tonight, and he's the sole reason they won this game <laughs> outside of Chris Paul's fourth quarter and a million assists. Frank, ignore that. It's all about Frank tonight. <laughs> Frank Kaminsky, our 
king of the game brought to you by our partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code PHNX when you sign up using America's number one sportsbook app. If you bet $5 on any NFL game this weekend and your team wins, you're getting $200 in free bets. It's just that easy. You make gambling look as easy as Frank made playing basketball look easy tonight when you do it with DraftKings. Just a reminder, 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And I want to bring I, the... I just want to say this. We just, we set a precedent now with Frank. Frank is the first PHNX Suns recipient of the thrilling threesome. Ooh. <laughs> the thrilling threesome. If you get all three, if you get your own graphic and you get your own beer or drink and you get the king of the game, you get a threesome, you get a, you get a threesome hey, on Van Beer and there you go. PJ Suds After Dark Thrilling Threesome. Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> that is the scary. Like I, Halloween was a few days ago. That's scarier than anything else I heard. A threesome, a threesome, a thrilling threesome. It's a thrilling threesome. Frank Kaminsky. Congratulations, Frank, on your threesome. By the way, DraftKings had this line at ten and a half. And a threesome. <laughs> yes, on Frank Kaminsky getting a threesome. <laughs> uh, t- the thrilling threesome tonight. No, the game they had the line at ten and a half. It was nowhere near that at any point. And then the Suns pull away at the end. Odds makers are wizards, all right? That's how crazy it is. What What am I missing? No better than... Uh, no, it was uh, <laughs> Sticks back permanently out of the rotation. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Sticks is not getting a thrilling threesome anywhere. No. Except maybe the G, G League or Europe. No, the reason why year. I laughed was because I just processed the odds makers having a threesome prop. <laughs> <laughs> that would no, be... No, they would call it a... Three-way parlay. Oh, hey. Hey, parlay. Saul Bookman bringing it. Look, uh, we're having fun now, but at halftime, I was sitting there thinking this was going to be one miserable night in the dive bar. That was one rough first half of the basketball game. It was pretty bad. And uh, there was a comment earlier uh, in the the chat. Somebody was really excited because they thought they were going to get me, like, really – pissed off tonight yeah it was brian in the chat uh but luckily cooler heads did prevail in the second half but uh one mr devin booker probably would have felt my wrath tonight had uh things not turned around so i will let it go devin had a bad game i don't care about the last two minutes of the game he had a bad game we'll move on I do, because without that, they may not have won this game, and we may have had to deal with the wrath of Saul Bookman uh, in the very end. This was much closer than it ever should have been. Uh, We were talking about it in the pregame. This should have been a cakewalk. There are still major issues for the Suns. I believe at one point, Chris Paul and Devin Booker were shooting combined 4 of 19. That's troubling. That's, Uh, uh, That's not troubling. That's trash. Well... Fair enough. I mean, Chris Paul did turn it on and finish six of eight with 14 points, 18 assists, and seven rebounds. I mean, he did fill the stat sheet. He did a couple other things. Let's go to our tweet of the night first, uh, if it's ready. There we go. Uh, He actually passed Tom Chambers for 45th on the all-time NBA scoring list. So congratulations. Anytime we can knock TC down down a spot on that list. Uh, I applaud you. That's uh, that's impressive when you wind up with uh, 20,050 
career points at that point when when he passed uh, TC. But that wasn't the biggest thing he did on the evening. Uh, he surpassed one Steve Nash on the all-time list for and number Magic three uh, with this with this assist. And that was the record set. The, <laughs> we could have uh, talked over that. I don't know. Have, yeah, there was only, no sound I, on that. Oh, so you just went hey, quiet. I was like, why is he not talking? I don't know anymore? why I went silent. All I just. Right, cool. Okay, yeah. well, that's a weird just, pause in just there. Just soak it in in all of its glory. For those of you listening on audio, that's thrilling as well. Yes, it's just yeah. dead silent. For those of you listening on audio, you missed the entire play by play of that, <laughs> that play. Chris so. Paul moved past Mark Jackson, who was fourth. And Steve Nash, who oh, was third, okay. into That's third all-time, uh, third all-time in assists in NBA history. It's pretty amazing what this guy can do. Hey, perplexed damage saying he's wearing the PHNX purple tee at work tonight, and they finally won. Perplexed, thank there you, you for the support. As always, tweet a photo so we can share it out on the account as well. Uh, Espo, can we retire the white jersey? Yes. Hell no. Screw that uniform. Uh, I'm all about the purple. As Saul rocks the sick purple kicks tonight as well. But uh, Chris Paul, I mean, I know we didn't do a lot of this in, in a son's uniform, but getting to watch this guy, even at his age, dropping 18 assists, moving up on that list, it's pretty amazing to see what he can accomplish. It's pretty amazing, and I, this is going to sound so effed up. And you, tell me if you agree with me, chat. He still doesn't seem quite right. I don't disagree. Right? Like, there's just parts of this game where I'm like, I don't know if he's just trying to coast until the second half of the fourth quarter or if he's genuinely, like, like taking a deep dive, like, the wrong direction. Like, it just seems like he just hasn't quite been right really honestly since he got hurt in the playoffs last year i think i don't think you're wrong at all and tonight was the first time that i mean we've been waiting for it but tonight was the first time that he actually turned it on you know after after that he's had just a lot of pedestrian games over the last handful of games but tonight there was that run in the fourth where he hit some of those middies that helped them close that gap and then and then pull away so I feel a little less worried than I did uh, earlier in the game. Early Perplex, on. where do you work? Where do you work where you can't take a photo of yourself and feel like you're going to get fired immediately? Like TSA? No, strip well, club? Wait, like, hold on. Wait, he can't take a photo, but he's watching us on YouTube yeah, at work. What is that? What? what it, where what are does you that doing? work? It must, yeah. Is it? I, Yes, I'm not even going there. I have a lot of guesses, <laughs> none of which are happening on this show right now. Uh, but I agree. I, until that fourth quarter tonight, I was wondering if you were right. If if he had started to slowly go over yeah. over that edge, that point of no return. But then there also there was a point in tonight where the broadcast said, oh, he has 17 assists. And you're like, Wait, he has 17 assists? Yeah. Really? Because it didn't feel like that either. He had seven in like the first quarter, and you're like, what? What? Well, yeah, he hit, and then you, it was seven, and then there was a giant gap till he hit that eight to to set the record or to move up to third uh, on the list. But, yeah, I wonder the same thing. How many turnovers did he have? Well, Chris Paul had, let me look. 
As you throw that at me out of the blue, he had four turnovers. Which is still a lot for Chris Paul. Like, there was a stretch last year where he went like three or four games without even having a yeah. turnover. I, I, I'm I'm saying this, and I'm hoping that I'm going to be wrong because I feel like as they get kind of get into the flow of the season, Chris will um, be able to measure things much better than he is right now because he'll be in a good rhythm. But there's just something about Chris right now that just feels off, and I don't like it, but we're going to deal with it, and hopefully they can get past it um, and thrive despite it. I love that we can say this. He was a plus 16 on the game and almost had a triple-double with 18 assists, and it still doesn't feel like he's right. I mean, that that's yeah. the weird thing is there's moments in this where you're like, it's it's just it's not right. But another guy who doesn't feel right, and, and sure, like you said, he had those that run in, in the fourth quarter, but Devin Booker still feels off. Something does not feel right with that game. You Things think? are falling short. It's it's not the explosiveness. It's it's a you know seven of twenty is not Devin Booker, and three of those shots came in that final two minutes. No, uh, three of those makes Devin Booker a thousand percent does not look right. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't. I just don't feel like it would be fatigue right now. Not this early in the season. I mean, it could be. Listen, like there's a part. Um, you know, and basketball players know this. There's a part. Where you're 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 training and you're you're going through everything, where your legs legitimately feel heavy and it takes a little while to work that out. And then once you get it worked out, you're good to go. Um, and maybe Booker's going through that here in the early going. I don't know. Elon Musk is back for another super chat. Hey, Elon, come on! Unless there's a B after that 199, you're not the real Elon. But thank you for dropping it Which in. Which we here. would be more than appreciative of <laughs> if you gave us a B on the end of that 199. Hey now. Uh, Elon says, I knew the Suns would rally at the end. I'm glad you knew because because I didn't know. Thank you for the super chat, Elon. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, look. I hope my Tesla's in the mail. Devin, I, I wonder if there are long-term COVID effects as well. We can't forget that because you put that on top of the lack of, of off time he got in the offseason, and then he had COVID on top of it. Yeah. I don't know – Obviously, I'm not a doctor and I'm not playing one here, but you got to wonder if there are some effects on that as well. Um, his legs aren't there. It's yeah, not his, there. his legs aren't there. Um, I, I think I made a comment earlier, but I'm not going to say it about <laughs> what his legs could be doing. Uh, but, uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Save it for after the game, Devin. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. But uh, yeah, you know, I, he just doesn't look right. I don't know. He he definitely doesn't look like he's getting enough lift on his jump shot. Not at all. Hesitant. Um, his shots are just falling short every single time. So that tells you right there that it's his legs. Um, but then again, like whatever's ailing Booker is also ailing Chris. And it's just the oddest random thing. Well, Chris is old, so that's part of it. I mean, I hate to put it that bluntly, but it's like he, I can be. I'm all right if if he has more fatigue than Devin Booker, just based on age. Devin Booker just turned 25, so you know that outside of he should be able to bounce back faster from a short off season. Now, COVID's a different uh, a different story, but short off season at 25, you should be able to bounce back from that easier than. Chris Paul can at this point. Another guy that had an impressively good uh, game, but didn't. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow. 
Oh, I that, that coming on. That was energetic. Wow. All right. That Ooh. was a, for those of you on the audio. It's that was a COVID, sneeze from Saul Bookman. Uh, so another so, guy. So who had, components at Kendall nineteen. <laughs> uh, I didn't say it. Uh, all right. So uh, <laughs> Mikhail Bridges, can we get back there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, an impressive game. It felt as if it, another guy that it felt kind of quiet. Like you, you look down and you go, "Oh, he had twenty-two on nine of fifteen shooting tonight." Well, that's damn good. He led the team plus nineteen. His uh, and our our, our esteemed uh, colleague uh, Gerald Bourget tweeted, "You know, it's a shame how much how we're not." getting to appreciate the next step that Mikhail's taking because of everything else that's going around uh, w- with this team. But it's true. Like uh, it, it was an impressive game from him, but because the rest of the team struggled at, at different times, you just don't appreciate it as much as, as you probably would if they had led wire to wire and you go, Oh wow. Mikhail did amazing things tonight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mikhail's just, he's just a consummate pro. He's a good team player. He knows his role. Um, I thought Mikhail could have played better too. I thought he missed a couple rushed yeah. shots, um, and uh, he had a couple bunnies there that that he he could have capitalized on. He, his outside shot doesn't look as consistent as it did last year yet, but that's the entire team. Um, and there's people in the comments right now, uh, like Brian wants to give a shout out to his niece and the entire halftime Dia de los Muertos uh, Dia. Dia de, de Muertos? Dia de Muertos performance. Yeah, performance. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, but uh, and then Matthew Van Hoos really is the one that I was going for. Uh, pressure to repeat out of the West, maybe uh, Booker in his own head. I don't know. Um, I I feel like it's too early to talk about like this whole target on your back thing. I don't feel like teams have. Honestly, I don't feel like teams really think that the Suns are really like that dominant of a team, um, especially not here in the early going. If you watch the Suns on tape and you see how many breakdowns they have on defense, you're not worried about playing the Suns. You're you're, you're just not. No. They're a good team, but if you play your game and you play well, you can beat them right now. You're, it's is not that like going to be the same super team? Yeah, is that going to be the same thing here in about a month or two? Hopefully not. But man, you know what? The Suns have to be careful right now because they're in a a very sensitive place because they could go one of two ways. They could either turn it around, put get their shit together, and really take off and go on another roll like they did last year, or I could easily see this team struggling all the way to to like January because they just can't get it together and guys are just not performing the same way they did last year. It's kind of a scary proposition. Luckily they're at 500 right now. They're still playing. I, who they got next? I forgot who they got next. No, wait, you, I know they got the Hawks gotta, on you, Saturday, but you gotta, you gotta but, ask anyway, me this stuff sorry, on the fly. I thought you knew off right? the top of your head. My bad. Anyway, Thursday, they got another game at home against the Rockets. Yeah. That's a winnable game. Man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so was the Pelicans and they struggled yeah, for three I quarters. Know, but, you know? You're you're totally right. They are at a tipping point here where they they need to get it together. You got the panic button out for I, a reason. Yeah, because it was way too close for way too long. I was ready to slam that thing crazy. If they lost tonight, I would have hit this. I was after three quarters. I thought I was going to pound that into the table. I really wish you would have put some I'm batteries not, in here. <laughs> Anyways, look, I there I, is a battery in the, here. The other one isn't in there. Uh, look, 
they are in a precarious situation still. This was this should have been a game, and we talked about a pregame where you felt better about this team because they should have run wire to wire. It shouldn't have been an issue. It's not as if the Pelicans had their stars. Ingram and Zion were out. It's, it's so you didn't almost lose with them at full strength. You lost to a bunch of guys that sounded like two K creative players on the back of the freaking jersey when you got into their bench. Like it's it's concerning still. It's very concerning still at, at this point. And if, without the heroics of Frank Kaminsky and. JaVale McGee getting his stuff together in the second half. They don't win this game because that stretch late in the third, early in the fourth, those two guys played a big role in keeping that momentum and keeping them close enough where they could close it out in the end. You laughed at me at the in pregame when I said, Did Will does Willie Green have any insight that could have helped? I'm I'm gonna cling on to that like the like the door in Titanic because I if there if that wasn't part of it. If that wasn't something that uh, that played into them, the Pelicans being able to stay in this one, I'm concerned. What's your excuse for the other five games that they played and, and they struggled? Like against the Sacramento Kings? Like that? They well, sucked panic- against the Sacramento we Kings. We panicked against the Kings. Like we talked about that. Uh, you know, but this one in particular, I look at it and there's just absolutely no excuse. You're playing, uh, you know, a, a bunch of guys. That should not be hanging around the best team in the West from last year. Listen, you could talk about Willie Green and X, you know, and all this other stuff, but what I saw from the Suns, and they pointed it out, defensively, they are not where they need to be. No. They left so many wide open shots open for uh, the, the Pelicans, and they took advantage, and they were hitting in the first half. Those same threes weren't connecting in the second half, and that's a large reason why the Suns ended up coming back and winning. But they had open shots both halves. The Suns' defense has been fucking awful uh, in the in these first six games. Nowhere near where it was last year. That's effort. That's understanding um, where you're supposed to be at. That's communicating. They're not doing any of those three at a very high level. And for the love of God, this is about as close as I'm going to get to a rant. <laughs> shoot the fucking ball when you are open all of you <laughs> jesus how many times did a guy catch the ball on the wing and the defenders five feet away and they waited and then they pump faked and then they threw it to the next guy who didn't have an open shot and then they ended up forcing a shot up how many co- times is that going to happen this season shoot the ball or get the fuck on the bench that was close to a rant. Close. Close. <laughs> it felt rantish. Close. And Jacob, who was our, our, what do we call him, executive producer? Uh, Good, Jacob Franklin. Jacob Franklin, who's in the chat, saying they're 500 after six and we're acting like they're 0 and 6. No, this I'm sorry. This is no longer the tanking Phoenix Suns, the team that's going to win 19 in a year. There's things called expectations now. When you go to the finals and mm-hmm. you're expected to win the West now, Preach. you're supposed to play better against the bottom of the barrel in the NBA in the Western Conference. Ezekiel Espo has is, spoken. This is not a team that you go, well, there's moral victories and they're 500. No, this is a group that's supposed to be Ooh. in contention for the NBA finals again. You have to play better. This should have been a game that was a statement game saying the Suns are back. It was not. 
this I rest is, my that, case. That was the the rat you didn't know you needed. I I needed to get that out. There you go. Thank you, Robert York. Preach. Yeah, that's right. Also, by the way, Thank every you. time Gerald shows up or actually any guest, there's a chime, and it reminds me of the little train on uh, Mister Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> We're going to the land of make-believe. We're going to the land of make-believe. Let's bring in Gerald Borgay. <laughs> Hi, Gerald. Gerald. How are you tonight, man? I'm doing great. Uh, that was, I mean, I'm doing a lot better after that second half. I'll say that. Your your internet connection looks like the first half for the Suns right now. <laughs> Gerald, a little pixelated, but we'll take it. What uh, What did Monty have to say after the game? Any words of wisdom that could make us feel... A little bit better about that first half. Yeah, I mean, I think he was very cognizant of the fact that, like, they won that game ugly. They played Suns basketball in the second half and looked more like themselves and totally turned the game around that way. But he said, we have to be better. We have to stop turning the ball over. I think they had 19 turnovers for 30 Pelicans points, which is just insane. Um, But he did have some praise to go around. Obviously, Frank Kaminsky. JaVale McGee in the second half and, and Devin Booker with the way that he closed that one out. Hey, Gerald, your feeling in the first half, watching Chris Paul specifically, mm. I, I know he had all the assists, mm. but there's something off about, about my man. What is going on with Chris that you can see in person? Does he seem like he's off or is that just our imagination? You know, we had asked him about that in uh, practice the other day, and he had basically said, like, look, I know Monty wants me to be more aggressive, but, like, my job as a point guard is to distribute. I'm trying to get guys involved, trying to get everybody comfortable. And we kind of saw this early on last season, too, when him and Devin Booker didn't look like they were fitting in together well, when that starting lineup was a disaster for so long. So it's kind of one of those things where Chris Paul is going to be the point guard when he has to be, but... He's trying to get everyone involved, trying to get some of these new guys comfortable. And unfortunately, some nights it looks like him passing up shots or not being as aggressive as he could be because he said he can get to his spot whenever he wants, even at age 36. He can still do that whenever. But he's trying to distribute. And uh, let's be honest, I think trying to move up that assist list, I mean, that's got to be in the back of guys' minds too. Yeah, but it's more than that. It's it's the turnovers. It's the careless turnovers. Mm -hmm. Like – you can you can be methodical and take that approach, but you also can't hurt your team to the point where you're not taking open shots, you're not taking what the defense is giving you, and you're giving the other team the ball. And that's what feels so off about Chris Paul right now. Right, and I feel like he did have some uncharacteristic turnovers in the first half, but so did all of the Suns, honestly. I mean, Devin Booker had six, if we want to talk about guys that need to play better and be more assertive. He I mean, he started the game three for 16 before closing it four for four. Um, I think he finished with six turnovers, like five of those were in the first half at least. So it's one of those things where most of the Suns just kind of came out and played like garbage in the first half. And they had to kind of follow Chris Paul. And I never thought I'd say this, but Frank Kaminsky's lead in the second half there. <laughs> hey, we, we've been partying in the Cove all night. Here, uh, Gerald, you've missed the fun here, but this feels like almost the opposite of uh, the game against Sacramento where a loss means you have to focus on some of those those flaws a little bit more. And, and, and in this case, a win kind of washes some of that over. Do you feel like that's kind of the approach that the team felt as well, that getting the win in the end kind of makes up for that first half? 
I mean, I don't think so. Monty definitely wasn't chipper in his post-game conference, and not that he's normally chipper, but like he was very much of the mindset, like, we're not going to sweep this under the rug. He had said that after the Sacramento game, like a win would have allowed you to sweep some of it under the rug. But I think this team is just very cognizant of the fact that they're not playing consistent basketball, that they're turning it over too much, that their transition defense, because they're turning it over too much, isn't great. Um, so it's one of those things where Monty had said after the Kings game, you know, I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty. Um, so they're happy to get the win, but it is one of those things where they need to start playing more consistent basketball. They're well aware of the problems that are at hand. Now they just need to like actually address them. Yeah, they they won ugly. It was a Steve Buscemi win for sure. <laughs> uh, Nobody knows who that is. Thank you. Oh. know who Steve Buscemi is. Nobody knows who uh, Gerald knows who Steve Buscemi is. That's who I'm talking to right now. Boardwalk uh, Empire. Thank you, Gerald. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Ger- well, <laughs> Saul, that says more about you than uh, anything. Nobody uh, else in the chat knows what that is, I suppose. <laughs> The chat can weigh in, all right? Why do I feel like we're the two old guys from the Muppets in the balcony right Because you're talking about old shit, and okay. I'm not. That's why. All right. uh, Gerald, any any truth to the rumor <laughs> that Frank is wearing DA's chain tonight? Uh, I have Bear not been chested. able to visually confirm that, but I should go get on that and make sure. Please do. Gerald, we'll let you go do that investigative reporting. We appreciate you calling in, as Patrick in the chat said, live from the NBA Jam era right now. <laughs> absolutely thanks guys <laughs> look chris in the chat chris k says steve buscemi is great cool, <laughs> cool. that's all i got to say all cool. right hey uh, i will say this chris paul i what's what's bothering me about chris paul is is that the uncharacteristic chris paul is starting to be the characteristic chris paul if that makes sense yeah I could see and, that. And I don't like that. Where, yeah, this used to be the outlier. This would happen every once in a while. Now it's not. What does that even I'm going to do, like, like DA is, did. I'm going to wear no, the, I mean, the Saul Bookman shirt. Oh, like DA rocked the Devin shit. Booker. Dude, I would rock that. You, you'd I, rock I, it with I your love, own face? I would like, and actually what, what I would do is, <laughs> is I would wear a shirt uh, of you wearing my shirt. On my shirt. <laughs> Woo. Now it's getting like inception levels of awesome. We're going to have to make this happen. You know, I'm going to wear a Kaminsky Cove shirt and then I'll wear a salt book. Kaminsky shirt. Cove. Man, right. if Frank could play like this every other night, because I don't expect it every night, every, every other night, that'd be nice. Because then we could bro- drop a shirt and Kaminsky Cove would fly off the racks. Uh, okay. David Bailey in the chat says, This is, I got the bag now, Chris Paul. Chris Paul didn't need a bet. Chris Paul has a luggage worth of of money. This wasn't Chris Paul went, I finally got that payday. I can slack off at 38. A a luggage worth? Yeah. He's got a lot of bags full of cash. A luggage is just, Uh, is luggage uh, plural or is that multiple pieces of suitcase? uh, A luggage, yes. A luggage? Uh, Yeah. That's multiple bags. Okay. She's salt, really? <laughs> really? Thank you, Jacob. It is salty. Also, Jacob, we're not reimbursing you for the uh, Wi-Fi you bought on the plane to watch the show. Yes. Just to let you know. Uh, Shirtception. I, I like shirt <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, do we have anywhere else to go? Did we check all the boxes? Um, I, any I, other rants you got for us? I don't have any rants, but I do have a couple thoughts. Like okay. When we watch this team play... They're disjointed. 
And they find themselves every now and then. And that's how good this team is that they were able to find a way to win. It reminds me of like when you watch like The Last Dance since Scottie Pippen wanted to shit all over Michael Jordan and uh, he can go fly somewhere else. <laughs> um, when you watch The Last Dance and Michael Jordan talking about how, how, how it was rough in that last year, especially without Scottie was hurt and then Dennis Rodman went to Vegas and all this other stuff, like how, how he still found ways to win even though it was really tough. Good teams always find a way, right? Mm-hmm. This team's not playing their best, but they're finding ways to win. So I half that that's games. kind of the ha- the glass half full um, aspect of, of things that I choose to look at. Whereas yeah. um, we could easily look at them like, oh my god, they're not playing like last year. The the you know the yeah. the sky is falling. I mean they they could be one in five. We could be talking about a very different situation if they yeah, had. If my aunt had games. a penis, she'd be my uncle. I, I, no, I like, get that. I'm. I'm agree. No, I know. I know you agree. I know you. I know you're agreeing. And then he has to explain the anatomy between my aunt and my uncle. Thank you for that. (laughs) I know you're agreeing with me. I'm just saying, like, people need to chill with all that stuff. (laughs) Look, I, I agree. It could be much worse. They have found a way to win. Uh, They probably could have won that Sacramento game. Also, I mean, that was a crazy Harrison Barnes. Yeah. A buzzer beater. They could be sitting at four and two. Sure. Like, the sky is not falling, but expectations are here, and they have to live up to them. And that's where I think the frustration is, is all we heard was this is a consistent roster. From There's consistency with this roster. There shouldn't be a lot of trying to figure it out, if you will, going into this year. And we're in the figuring it out stage again. And yeah, I know the Suns were eight and eight last year before they went on the big run. I understand all that, but listen, there's expectation. As a, as an Arizona Wildcats fan, I can't count. I, I can't count how many times we have always said, "Oh, well, in '97 we were the fifth seed, and now we're the fourth seed, so it could happen." Like, no, no, no. And Not every year's nothing. Every year is different. Every year is a is just a different take altogether, and um, and, and with this Suns team, you just gotta you just gotta hope that what you're seeing right now is not the reality and is just more of an aberration. I hope that's the case. I hope that they can figure things out and start to play some some good basketball. It's still incredibly early. Yes, but you know, six I- games. It's kind of it's concerning. It's not panic time i think what makes me uneasy is it it doesn't feel like like they're enjoy this is going to sound dumb in some ways but that they're enjoying playing together like they did at times last year yeah and so much of last year was about that it was almost a, a magic to it now i yeah. understand it's not but that's it's true the chemistry it's of absolutely it, true right and that's such a fragile thing and i think that's the biggest thing that could go uh, in in another direction for this team is if things start off rough, can they recapture that chemistry? Can they find that joy in playing together? And can they reach that level uh, of unselfishness that they did that got them to the finals last year? That's where my biggest concern lies with the team is with that. So Yeah, I agree. Uh, look, I, I'd like to remind you that our friends at DraftKings are here for you, even if you're feeling feeling down. I won my bet tonight, by the way. 
Oh, Suns plus the points. It was it was minus ten and a half. Nice. They won by twelve. You won. You goddamn right, Devin Booker. You win me some damn money. <laughs> That's right. Saul can take the the future misses out for a sweet sweet meal. He earned some money on the no. DraftKings. No, no. Saul spent no. Saul spending that on himself. No, yes, uh, a million percent. If you want to spend some money on yourself, spend enough or, on this wedding. I know that. <laughs> Or if you want to donate to Saul's <laughs> wedding, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PHNX when not, you sign up. We're not crowdfunding the wedding. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Super chat for Saul's wedding. Throw him a few bones here. A shekel or two to help I him in the message. I don't see any of that coin, man. It all goes to the company. <laughs> shh, shh. Donate to Saul's wedding in the Super Chat. Use the DraftKings We need $1 million <laughs> to do this wedding the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Destination hey, wedding. Can, you we, go. We, yeah. go. can we throw that picture up do again? Get, do, All do, right, we get, throw it. do we get butler service look, there? Look at that. You can get whatever you want. Dude, that Kaminsky looks like the go. lost city of Atlantis. It's the lost city of Kaminsky. And we're partying in there tonight. Is that in Wisconsin? Is that the Dells? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that, is, that is nicer. I've lived in Wisconsin. That is nicer than anything I've ever seen in Wisconsin. Know, how so. the hell did you get all the way to Marquette? I still don't understand that story. What? I I wanted to go to a good journalism school. <laughs> uh, ASU didn't live up to my standards. So I wanted to go elsewhere. Market. That's funny. Who but the it, fuck wants to live in Wisconsin? That place uh, is a dump. <laughs> hey, 99 oh, cents to the wedding. <laughs> awesome. Our own employee donating to the Super Chat. Look, uh, you could have just said, Saul, will you take 99 cents out of my check? I appreciate that. Hey, DraftKings, let me finish that. <laughs> if you use the code PHNX when you sign up, put $5 down on any NFL game. If they win, Ooh. you're going to get $200 in free bets. Brian, with a easy. great question. Would you like me to? Brian wants to know, <laughs> Saul, would you rather have the wedding of your wife's dreams or the Suns win a chip this year? Well, I, I, I will say it like this. Um, put those two Don't together. Be. Oh, ooh, dream go. wedding at the Suns Championship Parade. Yeah. There you go. There you <laughs> I go. I love it. Uh, look. It's, uh, not, it's a dream for me, not for her. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm going to say this. If you chose the wedding, you and I were going to have problems. That's all. If all I of chose the wedding? Over, over winning a championship. Oh, I, I probably would have. That's a lifetime of happiness, you're, bud. You're dead to me. From the guy that says do everything your wife says, otherwise your life is going to be miserable. You know why my life is? Why I'm a miserable human being? Because you do everything. No, because because the Suns the Suns kicked me in the junk when they lost to John Paxson to the Bulls, and I never recovered. At nine, that was my introduction to how the world treats you. So just keep that in mind. I won a championship in '97, so I'm good. Put a ring on it. A championship <laughs> ring, Saul. Right. That's what would make you happy. I can't happy. wait for you to talk to Estella. Estella, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I prefer for you over Saul sometimes. So, uh, look, that is a, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, that's it. I think that's, that's a wrap. We had fun partying in Kaminsky let's, Cove. Let's end this before I don't get married. <laughs> let's, <laughs> yes, let's end this before you don't get married. Suns win 112-100 over the Pelicans, and we were partying in Kaminsky Cove tonight. That's always a fun Play place that music to be. again, Play, man. 
Play that music again. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, guys. Love you. He is Saul Bookman. Follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because you can get a whole hell of a lot of grief tonight, and he's got to put it somewhere. And you can follow me at Espo, and you can follow the show at PHNX underscore Sons. Have a good one. Ahoy hoy.